We had a lot of fun this episode. The Schlee was absolutely beaming, talking about his New York Jets win at Lambeau Field. His New York Jets moved to 4-2. and two. We also welcomed in the Hammer. He talked about his New York Giants 5-1. and one. We handed out some Denny Green Awards and talked French exports. That and much more. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Maybe Yes Sir podcast, taping this Sunday, October 16th, where today we witnessed the New York Jets roll into Lambeau Field and dismantle the Packers, improving to 4-2 and two on the season, and the New York football Giants, big win at home versus Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. First, Schley, have the roommates ever seen you this happy before? Oh, I, I don't think so. Uh, one of them's only seven, so... She's never seen me this happy about the Jets, at least. Um, she's seen me about Liverpool, but not about the Jets. So, yeah, it, it, it was a happy day in uh, Schleville. Hammer, welcome back to the podcast. Your, your New York Giants, 5-1 and one on the year. You know, who would have saw this coming? Thoughts on today's game and just the Giants season in general so far? Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, Certainly not I, a true Giants fan, did not see that start uh, coming to the season. Um, we had talked about uh, in the past that we we thought with the you know the new coach and and some new and some new things happening there that uh, they'd be an improved improved uh, squad yeah. for sure, but uh, not uh, not to this extent. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's impressive because every every week they seem to. Uh, just kind of be hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, and then uh, at the end of the game, uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're in the win column. So it's been impressive. It's been it's been nice to watch. It's a nice change. Um, you both know I'm very pro uh, Coach uh, Dabble. Uh, I mean, my God, uh, I've never seen a coach so excited for a doink off the uh, the upright <laughs> in my life. And uh, I think his uh, his enthusiasm rubs off on the rest of the team. And what about our boy Wink Martindale? How how high is he up on your all time favorite coaches in New York Giants history? Oh uh, yeah, I I, I can uh, not get enough of Wink. Wink is fantastic. Um, I I I really do believe that uh, you know he, him seeing um, Lamar, sure uh, that like that that helped totally. I mean uh, into the game plan. I mean don't, you know Lamar you know did what Lamar did today on, you know, on certain occasions, but. Uh, Wink, uh, Wink drew up some stuff today, and uh, I'm sure, sure Lamar was thinking, uh, "Man, I wish Wink was still over here with me." Because, uh, yeah, those were uh, those were some good plays on defense today to uh, to keep Lamar off the board for sure. Definitely, and I and I think last week versus the Packers, he kind of put his signature, his his stamp, so to speak, on on the defense, going all out blitz on the you know on the Packers when they're driving down to score. I think on almost every play in the red zone. Yeah, and guys keep on making plays at McKinley on defense, you know, yeah. knocking the ball down, and you know, you just bring in the bring in everything in the except the kitchen sink, basically. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Dimes yeah. keeps on, you know, doing Dimes things. He's you know, he's not going to move the ball down the field like a Mahomes or a Josh Allen, but he's doing what's necessary to keep the the chains moving and picks up first downs with his feet. And Saquon is is healthy again, which is great to see. So yeah, exciting times with the Giants. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest thing is that, uh, 
you know, when you have uh, a, a running attack like that, like, I mean, it, it really, it really brings back, uh, you know, memories, uh, you know, of, of, of teams in the past. Uh, that was kind of Giants football was, you know, running the ball, um, you know, even, you know, back in Eli days, Eli would, you know, as long as he didn't, uh, you know, kind of uh, do something silly. I mean, uh, you know, and then if, if needed, he, he could, uh, you know, he could win you the game. And that's kind of what, what it sort of seems with, uh, with Danny now too. I mean, he, yeah. um, every, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, the last three or four weeks we've, we've come from behind to win. Right. So, yeah. you know, so, so that's, so that's, the, so that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, you, uh, like I said uh, earlier, you, you know, you, you kind of hang around until the fourth quarter and if you're within a score, you know, I, I kind of like our chances because, uh, you know, he, he can make the plays and, and, uh, and that's, that's all that, that you can really ask is, uh, you know, don't give the game away. Just give us a chance at the end. And uh, so far, so good for sure. And talking about making plays, I think all year, you know, watching the Giants, there hasn't been that guy who could stretch, stretch the field or make a play on his own once he gets the ball in his hands. But, but today you got the, you know, one of your top draft picks, Wayne Dale Robinson out of Kentucky back on, on the field. And he looks like a guy who's explosive and can, and can make some plays. Maybe uh, just describe what he brings to the offense and what you saw from him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you like, I mean, really, let, let's let's face it. Not really since Odell, we didn't really have a playmaker like that on the yeah. on the field. I mean, uh, you know, there were some guys that you know you know could could uh, you know could, could make some catches for you and uh, you know and kind of plod down the field, so to speak. But a but a game breaker like that that uh, you know can be a deep threat. And then, like you said, even. You know he he's he has that uh, that type of speed where you know if you you hit him on a slant and uh, you know he, he could be gone right so that's that's exciting because now that's just going to open it up for you know uh, we're going to go run 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 they're going to respect the run and then if, you know the odd time you, you throw a little one out to him and all of a sudden uh, you know you got a big play so yeah it's it's good to see uh, stuff like that I mean again I, I think it kind of goes back to the coaching a little bit there too where. Right off the bat, you know, he, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay and, you know, to yeah. me, it's like, he, he, he doesn't care who you are, <laughs> you know? So it's like, right. you know, it's, uh, that's the old regime, so to speak. Right. He's like, sure. you know, this is what's, what, what's going to win for me. And, uh, you know, if you play hard and you're, you're going to play, that's how it is. Right. So, yeah. 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 Off a great start. You know, you're obviously trying to keep pace, keep pace with the Eagles who right now are up 20 to nothing on the Cowboys and look like they're going to yep. prove cruise to a victory tonight maybe cooper rush has taken the the regression that we all thought might happen and but dak's going to be healthy in the next few weeks but the yeah. eagles look tough um you know i'm not sure when you when you play the eagles it's got to be in a few weeks you know at, at the most i would think so that's going to be a, a great game yeah for sure well actually yeah so i was going to uh, touch on that a little bit and sure. uh, yeah. You know, you, 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 we all know it's t- it's tough to win in the NFL, as you guys know, and you don't want to ever look ahead. You know, uh, I'm uh, as uh, you know this great quote says, uh, you know, we're on to Jacksonville next week, but uh, <laughs> looking—that's a good place to go on to right now. Yeah, yeah, Not right. Bad. You know, but yeah. but you know, one can't help but look at the schedule, and uh, you know, you got at Jacksonville, you got at Seattle, uh, then on a bye, then you get Houston at home, Detroit at home. Um, you know, uh, that looks pretty nice. And then, and then, uh, I believe it's the, it's the, the Eagles or the Cowboys. And I think it's, it's four divisional games in a row after that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah, obviously always division games are always tough. Right. But, uh, 
Sure. But yeah, I mean, it, it uh, you know, it, it's, it's shaping up to be good. And uh, it's just, it's just nice to finally have a great start. Um, no because kidding. as we know in the past, like, yeah, when you're, when you're starting, you know, instead of, you know, five and one, when you're starting one and three, one and four, one and five, it, it's, it's, it's just too hard to make up. But now when you look at it and you never want to look too far ahead, but you know, one would think you could win half of the last, 10 games you have and you have a pretty good yeah. chance to be in the playoffs right so so yeah sure. so that's that's exciting for a team that really hasn't uh, hasn't done that in a while for sure and with talking with a Jets fan and a Giants fan the last time the New York Giants and the New York Jets made the playoffs in the same year was the 2006-2007 season so we're talking 15 yeah. years yeah with you know, both teams being relevant so it's it's always nice having uh, one of the New York teams being being relevant. So it's it's going to sure. be a lot of fun for you guys moving forward. Yeah, uh, Hammer, stick around. I got some more questions for you, but yeah. I know he's just sitting on the edge of his seat, oh, yeah. waiting, to, waiting to gush about his New yeah. York Jets. Yeah, so. wait to hear about the Jets. This is awesome. So, yeah. so Schley, take the floor. I mean, I, I watched most of that game. It looked like in the beginning they're trying to do what a lot of young teams do at Lambeau and give that game away with you know not pouncing on a loose fumble. You know, not getting a few tip balls go their way, extending drives from from bad penalties. You know, maybe talk about the start of the game and just how the game progressed for the Jets. Uh, well, yeah, the the start of the game, um, we came out and I, I first would like to thank Wink Martindale as well. I love him also because he seemed to have broken Aaron Rodgers last week because <laughs> Aaron did not look like the normal Aaron. Um, we did a really good job of getting after getting after them, getting after their offense just in general. Um, both offenses came out, struggled. Um, it's kind of become uh, the hallmark uh, of our team. We, we don't play great offensively in the first half. We are a second half offensive team. Um, yeah, we, we kept it close. Didn't like the way we handled the last two minutes of the first half like I didn't last week as well. Gave up points that we didn't need to give up, but... Uh, then we came out in the second half. We we made our adjustments. Um, they made some adjustments too. We didn't quite get after the quarterback the same way, but then the offense kind of took over. The run game took over. Um, yeah, it's 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 really fun to be a, a Jet right now. I think of it like uh, back in the day when I used to play Madden Dynasty, and you could just <laughs> trade away trade away uh, your high, high price players and get first round picks for them. And every first round pick panned out, and that's basically what we got going on right now. Whole yeah. bunch of first round young young players who are all legit starters. We're not they're not a push to be in there. And a few of them are playing at levels that are um, on the verge of being Pro Bowl levels. So yeah, it's 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 a fun time right now to be a Jet fan. I wanted to talk about a little bit about Brees Hall because I know he took a little bit of flack in the preseason at the end beginning of the year. You know, he's a highly drafted running back out of Iowa State, but from what I saw today, the patience that he has setting up his runs. The explosion when he gets in the hole, you know, he's he's breaking tackles. He's strong enough. He's got it looks like he's got explosion to to go the distance. You know, what have you seen from him over the last few weeks? Um, um a, like, a, yeah, a lot of what you just said there, Brian. Like it's it's the the patience that he has. He's never at full flight until he is at full flight. Basically, he doesn't rush to get to the line. Um, yeah. Greg Olson made the comparison with Le'Veon Bell. It's it's a very yeah. legit comparison with him. Yeah. Um, I think I think what we didn't see today, which is one of his his greatest attributes, is the receiving game. Though he's basically like having another wide receiver on the field, and it allows us to run this pony package where him and Michael Carter are on the field at the same time. So um, either of them can can run the ball. 
Um, many times one of them's the lead blocker for the other. It's it's fantastic to watch when when they're they're interchanging the way that they do. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's really uh, brought the offense to another level where Zach doesn't have to win us football games anymore. He can just no. manage it and just yeah. run the ball. And and you know, Zach wasn't going to win you that football game today, from what I saw. He did, you know, he's no. he's got a long long way to go in his in his progression. You know, his pocket awareness didn't look real good to me. Panicked and made a f- couple bad decisions that fortunately didn't result in interceptions down in the red zone. But yeah, yeah. great win. I mean, Sauce Gardner, your boy. I know you just ordered a Sauce jersey. He looks he looks great. He looks like he's a you know deserved the top ten draft pick that he was. So what do you see? What do you see from Sauce? Oh yeah, um, they also in the in the broadcast today made the comparison to Richard Sherman, which he kind of does have. He's not like uh, our our last top flight uh, cornerback, Darrell Rivas. He's not like he's not the same player as that. He doesn't like getting involved, and in, he's not a big tackler. He doesn't like getting involved in the run game as much. But he shuts down a side of the field. He's his um, makeup speed is second to none. He always finds the ball somehow. He he looks like he's just running like mad, not knowing what's going on. And then all of a sudden his hands in between the receiver's hands and he's knocking the ball away. Um, he's the only cornerback, I believe. I don't know if this is a true stat. It's a Twitter stat um, sure. to have a, a pass, to have a pass breakup in every game uh, this year so far. So he, yeah, he, he gets involved in every game, knocking down balls, doing all those types oh. of things. And it's too bad he didn't get the pick six at the beginning of the game. Cause that was awesome. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that looked like that was that was off the guy's palm, but obviously yeah. it hit the ground and, and popped up a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, sauce sauce he ordered a sauce jersey and your boy Elijah Vera Tucker. Is that Elijah right? Vera Tucker A V T, yep. The <laughs> Love it. Yeah, the Schlee the Schlee sends out a text saying thirty percent off NFL shop, ordered two jerseys. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. He's in. All, you know you know in, you've you know in. you've like totally Drank all the Kool Aid possible when you're ordering two jerseys on a Saturday night. So yeah, yeah. I'm, always, I, I'm always scared at that that like the jinx is going to happen. I'm going to order that jersey and then like, something's going to happen. You know, like that. That that's my only thing. No, not trying to lay that on you, Shlee, but I'm just well, saying, no. Like, I the guy I, gets I, traded or whatever. You know, I just like I hate that. You know, I I said to Brian, I I, I yeah. thought about the Brees Hall jersey, but I'm like. Uh, Running backs, catastrophic injuries happen way too easily. That's way yeah. too big of a jinx. jinx. Yeah, exactly. the, the, the guard and the cornerback, those are safe picks. Yeah, exactly. So those are the two I went with. Yeah, sounds good. I, I know, Shley, you weren't happy with the uh, with the Chiefs going in, or the, pardon me, the Bills going into KC and getting the win today. But, you know, I was happy to see that. They, they deserved that win last year at the end of the year. So, you know, barring, and this is no slight to the Jets, but barring something catastrophic, I can't see – you know the AFC Championship if it ends up, and they're able to meeting meeting in the AFC Championship, KC and Buffalo. I can't see two other teams beating them on the way to the Super Bowl. Not sure your oh, thoughts. What one hundred percent? I I totally agree with that. In watching that game, my boss was actually at the game today. Oh wow! Fifteen yard line. Yeah, he sent me a picture. Oh, wow. They they're a ten row, tenth row, fifteen yard line. Um, yeah. yeah, right right near the end of the game. Um, from uh, what I saw in that game though, is we we talked to. Uh, a couple pods ago about the worry for Josh Allen and that they're too reckless with him. Um, but you see now not as much running with him, a yeah. little bit more controlled play, but come the end of the game when they needed, oh, yeah. the, needed the win, they run the, the, the uh, quarterback power around the right. He leaps over a cornerback. 
Yeah. Um, gets loose. gets yeah. the first down and it's a touchdown after that. It's going to happen. You just know yeah. his will, his will, his, the force of nature is going to get the ball into the end zone somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're, I think they're just using him more sparingly in smarter situations, which is more and more scary for the rest of us. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a few other notes I wanted to talk about and, you know, I'll throw this question out to, to Shalee first. Is the Hawaiian good? Is, is Marcus Mariota good? <laughs> I don't know. He he makes it onto the uh, bet on right? failure. Is he good? Well, I, I think <laughs> he might have double Gino thing though. You know, he's a little bit smarter. He's still really athletic, so he can he, yeah. he can run the ball whenever they can run channel today. He was always running uh, for a first down on third down kind of thing. So yeah. until until he gets injured, yeah, he's good. And yeah, <laughs> and they got you know the the mismatch on the outside with Kyle Pitts and that as a, as yeah. a rookie Drake London. I think. They kind of do the, you know, the RG3 offer, offense from 2012, you know, put the ball in the running back's hands and they're throwing these slants to these mismatches to Pitts and Drake London. And, you know, Mari- Mariota could make that pass. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's a division that's just up for grabs right now. And, you know, Atlanta might, might yeah. be one of the teams that goes worst to first. For sure. They're, they're going to surprise. I mean, yeah, the, the way he's been playing, the way he's been running, like that's the, that's the thing. Right. And for a lot of, a lot of teams, that's, that's like you said, that's hard to defend. Right. So especially when you got those the weapons, like you talked about too, on, uh, on either side. Right. So, yes. yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Shalee. I, I, I think he is good. Like, you know, the, the way he, the way he moves. I mean, I, I was shocked. I mean, yeah, you know, side note, I mean, yeah, no, I had the Niners all the way. I did not have Atlanta, you know, I gave the points and everything. I thought that was a cinch. And uh, yeah, I think that was one of the you know few that that was wrong on that, that nice uh, ticky. But uh, what are you going to do? Right. That's that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys want to ask me about my Seahawks at all or no? We, I we do. love the game. I, I want to hear about the uh, the rookie running back that I let go in fantasy. So you <laughs> oh no, it was just terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, poor Rashad Penny out for the year again. But yeah, Kenneth yeah. Walker pick, picking up where Penny left off today. Definitely, mm-hmm. he's got you know t- talking about Brees Hall earlier being explosive and breaking tackles, and you know that's exactly what Kenneth Walker's doing as well. So exciting to see him get a you know get his chance. Unfortunately, it's at Rashad Penny's because of Rashad. Mm-hmm injury but yeah uh, let's just back up to the to the game a little bit and <laughs> shali you asked how does cliff kingsbury have a job still and it's yeah it, he was almost <laughs> he was almost coaching that game to, to get fired yeah <laughs> it's the nine three it's the nine three game and kingsbury's <laughs> given up three field goals because he's gone forward on fourth down inside the seattle 20 like three times yeah and, and seattle stopped him all three times so i mean mm-hmm. I understand you have no faith in your kicker, but you know we could talk about that a little bit more in, in terms of you know why is he on your team if you don't have any faith in him? I know he's a, a replacement and everything, but yeah, but and you know even, it's not even the it, the going for it on fourth and stuff. It's yeah. that it doesn't seem like there's a plan. Like we're we're gonna go for it on fourth. We don't have a really good fourth down offense set up because they have the most athletic person on the field who they have dropped back on fourth down. Like. Why yeah. would Kyler Murray be dropping back and forth down? Why isn't he rolling out? Why aren't you getting him outside of the pocket if you need if fourth and two or whatever it is? That's it's right. just it's yeah. just bizarre, yeah. bizarre. Because yeah. <laughs> when he did get outside the pocket in the game, you know, Seattle has been a horrible tackling team all year, and and they showed it. Mm-hmm. Again. They, they, they can't bring him down. So you're yeah. you're exactly right. It looks like it's just he, he had the one video game run over. that yeah. yeah it didn't yeah. look at there wasn't a there wasn't a Seahawk within ten yards of him till he was thirty yards down the field. Yeah. 
Um, no, Seattle moves to three and three. You know, it was a good win at home versus yeah. mm-hmm. versus a division team. Like Very I said, nice. the defense has been bad all year, and they they weren't great today. But you know, we got we got uh, helped out by Cliff Kingsbury and some some bad decisions. But you know, like they say in golf, there's no pitchers on the scorecard, so we're three and three. We're, yeah, Very we're, nice. we're we're tied for first in the NFC West. I'll take it. Yeah. And you know, Shley, you're talking about Sauce Gardner with the pass breakups in every yeah, game. Yeah. My boy, the Avatar, Tariq Woolen, with his fourth four straight interceptions. So he looks like you know nice. he could backdoor a defensive rookie of the year. The guy's been unbelievable. So yeah, fifth round draft pick, like I talked about in the season. Uh, NFL preview show, 6'4", 2'10", 4'2", speed, an absolute freak. And, you know, he's a just like Richard Sherman. You know, the, the comparisons are there. A wide receiver converted to cornerback, except Tariq Woolen is like, you know, the, one of the best athletes to ever step foot on a football field. So nice find by by Pete and John, John Snyder in the fifth round there. But, you know, they need some other help defensively. Did you guys draft? You guys drafted Kobe Bryant too, though, right? Yeah, yeah, drafted yeah. Kobe this year <laughs> does, as well. Yeah. Does, does he play on the other side? Like he they, plays, uh, they... he plays nickel corner. Oh, he's the nickel. Oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. When you were talking about him, I always thought that's who you're talking about when you were saying the Avatar. I thought it was him. That's yeah. why I, I had sent you the text about he's he's one B, just like at Cincinnati. Right. No, because Sauce is one A. <laughs> yeah, no, Kobe, Kobe's been making plays too. He uh, okay. forced a fumble from Kyler today, and but he's more of a nickel guy. You know, he's. Okay. Uh, no, so three and three for Seattle. Like you said, Hammer, we we bring the the Giants in in a in a few weeks, so that's going to be yeah. a fun game for you and I. Absolutely, yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, hey, we all like I said every matchup's tough, right? It's going to be uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good game. Uh, you know, both for teams, sure. like you said, are for us as uh, you know our being our teams, we're uh, pleasantly surprised, and uh, let's hope it's a it's a good game. It's uh, it's not on a Thursday night, is it? Because my God, those games have been awful. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Okay, okay, good. No, no Thursday night. We're not going to okay. see you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quickly, what's your guys' favorite NFL announce crew right now? If you uh, if you have one top of mind, I know you know Tariko replaced Al Michaels Sunday night with Collinsworth. They're, they're, we talked about this a little bit. Hammer. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Shalee, any thoughts on uh, on an announced crew that you like so far this year? Do you know what? Today was the first time we didn't have the the D crew for the Jets, so it was just <laughs> nice to have have somebody that had any. If I have to have James Lofton be the color guy on the Jets right. game one more time, I'm going to shoot myself because he hates the Jets, and I know every fan thinks the announcers are against their team and stuff to that effect but james lofton was a bill he hates the jets so yeah. as long as i don't have to listen to him that's all i care about yeah i kind of like the amazon crew i like i like al michaels and herb street there's nothing wrong with that and i and i really like their their pre-game panel and uh, and halftime panel with sherman and fitzpatrick uh, yeah. Whitworth and clarissa thompson and whatnot i think they do a good job yeah, I like I like that one probably the best too there, Kidley. Now, especially like you said, the the panel, like uh, what a group of, <laughs> of guys that is on the panel. Yeah, that's, that's gonna, you got, you, the yeah, you're covering group. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that, that's good for sure. Yeah, no, that would be my favorite right now there too. And then to the the the, the Schlee there, uh, the Giants, man, we get the Sanchez a lot uh, as the <laughs> as the color guy. And uh, 
I mean, uh, you know, a guy that uh, is most famous for the the butt fumble or whatever the heck it was called. I mean, my God, that, yeah. that's not what you want to see uh, when you're for in your in your announcer, but yeah. uh, or color guy, whatever. But uh, yeah, I know a, what you mean. A, Sometimes you just look for something different. Yeah. yeah, a few of the lines the Sanchez has come up with this year. He had the one about. Uh, deleting he deleted the the player as quick as a teenager deletes their uh their internet searches yeah he had that one written down like in in yeah. may one night yeah. he's like oh that's good i gotta write this one down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the the announce partner asked him right away, "What's that mean?" He's like, "Well, I don't know. I don't know what it means." And he just like <laughs> pushed it under the rug like it wasn't there. The other yeah. thing, um, talking about Herb Street, he must just be shocked at the poor development of all these players because he right. has announced some crap games. Oh yeah. So oh, just yeah. one, just wondering what what happened after college because these were right. good athletes before <laughs> that. Now it's just garbage. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Hammer, you had a, a London game, so you had a little coffee football last week. What what are our thoughts on coffee football? How do we how do we like the eight o'clock kickoffs? Uh, well, I, I personally don't mind it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, right? yeah, I mean, it's it's something that uh, you know, it's 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 not every week, right? So it's no. uh, it's a it's a few weeks. It's uh, you know, it's it's you know, obviously it's good for the NFL. I mean, they I mean, not that they need it, but I mean, it it, it is good. They're 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 over there uh, promoting the game and. And uh, I, I like it. Like when the Giants played early, I thought that was great. You know, it's like, you know, you kind of get out of the uh, way early, out of the way early or, you know, then you, you're, you're free to, you know, kind of do your other uh, daily Sunday chores, if you will. And then yep. you're still watching some games and making some bets and all that. And it's uh, it's all good. That's the only that's the one thing, though, you got to remember if you're making that early bet, you got to get that uh, right. get that in. But uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I, you're, I, you're I like a savvy it. veteran hammer. You don't you yeah. don't fail to get that bet in. You know, no, I, I usually don't miss out on those kidly. No, I do not. But uh, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's I think it's good for sure. Yeah. Right on. Well, OK, Hammer, before we get we get you out of here, Winnipeg Jets started their season Friday with uh, what looked like a great, great win over the Rangers yeah. um, for betting purposes. You know, it usually takes about 44 wins to, to make the playoffs. So yeah. I'll set the number at 44 and a half. Are, are we over or under Winnipeg Jets or 44 and a half wins this year? That's uh, that's a pretty good line, and uh, yeah, I think Vegas would hire you on that one because that's probably bang on right around where they're going to be. But uh, as a true fan, I think I think it's a bounce back year for them. I, I think they are going to surprise a lot, and they're going to be over. Uh, but I think that just over, and that gets them a wild card, and yes. then and then who knows from there. I think the, the the division they play in is just too good. There's just too many the Colorados and the Nashville's and the, the, the teams that are just, you know, they're just, it's going to be tough. Right. right. Um, but I do, I do think that they have uh, I still a good enough squad. They have a great goalie. That's the, that's the really the X factor. If Hellebuck gets back to, you know, how he was uh, a year or two ago, um, then they have a chance for sure. And it seems like the team is rejuvenated. Shifley is playing like, like you did back in 2018 so far. So, you know, okay. if they can keep that going, I, I think, uh, I think they got a chance and, uh, I think they get in as a wild card, and then once you're in, you know, who knows from there. So, yeah, yeah. Hammer, thanks so much for hopping on. About 25 minutes. Really yeah. appreciate the the Giants' insight. I'm sure we're going to have you on down the road here as the Giants continue yeah. their their quest for the playoffs. Yeah, perfect, boys. Uh, always a pleasure uh, anytime. And uh, yeah, go G-Man. Yeah, thanks, Hammer. Thanks, boys. Nice seeing you.
played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in the preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Let's move right into the Danny Green Awards. What do you got for us this week? Uh, well, for the Danny Green Awards, I got, I got three for us today. So um, the first one we've actually touched on already in the podcast. Uh, it's Cliff Kingsbury gets the one of my Danny Green Awards. Um, I don't think anybody really sits around saying, I wish Cliff Kingsbury was the coach of my football team. Um, he's really average to subpar. His yeah. career record now is 26, 28, and 1. Um, and really all I think he does is say, Kyler, go do something special. And if Kyler doesn't do something special, that team loses football games. They, they, they put a lot of money into that team for him and very little has come out of it. So he gets my first, you know, you are who we thought you were. You know, and I think he could get a double award and and we've talked about this award before, but I think he could get the Costanza award too. The guy trying to get fired. So he gets, he gets a Denny Green and a Costanza. Yep, unprecedented territory for Cliff Cliff Kingsbury here. Definitely, definitely. Who's the Who's the second this week? My second one is my next two here are very close to my heart. Both of them. Uh, The first one goes to Joe Douglas, the general manager of the New York Jets. Um, It apparently took multiple offers for him to become the Jets general manager, um, and we finally had to go in with the Godfather offer three years ago to uh, get him uh, (laughs) away from the away from the Eagles. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a front office genius now, I want to say, um, who comes out of two of the great, uh, organizations, the Ravens and the Eagles. Um, and he's hit two home run draft classes here. Um, the, the list is massive. Zach Wilson, AVT, Elijah Moore, both Michael Carters, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall. Michael Clemens and Max Mitchell, um, all from the last two years. He's done a fantastic job job of putting this team together, and they could not be more fun to watch. So, uh, Joe Douglas, we gave you the Godfather offer because we knew you are who we thought you were. You're something special. Yeah, and you know what? If it wasn't too neat, too niche, I would suggest that you dress up as Joe Douglas for Halloween. But it would just because I kind of look like maybe yeah. There's (laughs) got the beard, you know. You know, and you know, there's maybe one other person in all of Winnipeg who would who would get that, but yeah, eh, it'd be worth a shot. It would be beautiful. Number three, okay. and my last one goes out to Pep Guardiola and the bullshit Man City. Oh, um, this is a a team that has flaunted their ability to mock financial fair play over the last decade in the Premier League. Um, my beloved Liverpool has lost three titles to them over the last decade by a total of four points. They buy up players, they give them massive wages because they have so much money and they, like I said, they just go against financial fair play and then just win in court. So it's yeah. it's just a mockery. And now the rest of the league lays down to them and that's part of the reason we've lost these titles. Where everybody else is playing tough games weekly, Whenever people are playing Man City, they go, oh, they're just going to beat us. Well, today, Liverpool, not off to a great start and not going to win a title this year, 
we uh, invited Man City to Anfield for a for a match today, and we whooped them. Um, like, which was just fantastic to see. It's a it's a great feeling to beat a team like that. So, um, Pep, you are who Jurgen thought you were, and he didn't let you off the hook today. <laughs> he gave you gave you a spanking. Jurgen even got sent off in the game. He was so mad. Um, yeah. But the boys boys came through for him. So, Pep Guardiola and Man City, you get the Danny Green Award. I got one, and. I don't stray into politics often, but I, I couldn't help myself this week. So this week's Denny Green Award for me goes to Winnipeg mayoral candidate Jenny Motkaluk, who's, oh. polling, who's polling at 4% right now and is just <laughs> play, <laughs> trying to play all the greatest hits to a specific yeah. segment of the population just to yeah. drum up any type of support. Still yeah. at 4%, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Jenny yeah. Motkaluk, you're exactly who we thought you were. Occasionally, uh, NBA season around the corner, starting Tuesday night. You know, the the NBA world was was you know taken by storm by the, the young French kid Victor Wembanyama, seven yes. four. <laughs> I mean, moves around the basketball court like he's six four. Fadeaway threes. He's blocking shots out at the three point line. Can't be defended in the paint. He's blocking everything inside the paint. I mean, by by all measures, he's the greatest prospect since LeBron and maybe, you know, dating back since like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like we're talking historically great prospect. I don't know if you've seen any of of this kid's stuff, but I mean, it, it, he can't miss. It's absolute yeah. can't yeah. miss prospect. He's, he's uh, the only thing that would seem to be able to stop him would be an injury. And you always worry about that. Yeah. Guys that are seven foot four who, yeah. who move like that. It doesn't. It only takes one foot underneath them to to do something bad to an ankle or a foot that might never recover from. That's he right. might never recover from. But if that doesn't happen, yeah, he looks legit, real deal, one hundred percent. Yeah, ten and time All Star MVP. Yeah, everything. All the yeah. Put, put, it, put it all on his shoulders right now, and yeah. and he's out of France, and it got me yeah. thinking. Kids out of France, like. What have we seen? What what is what have the French exported out of any significance? You know, athletes or, or otherwise. So, I know you gave it some thought. So maybe just rattle off what you think are some good French exports. Well, Kibley, um, this instantly made me think of the great Jean Gerard from uh, Talladega Nights. Um, he stated in that that the French <laughs> gave us democracy, which I'm pretty sure it was the Greeks that gave us that, but he claimed it was them. Yeah. Existentialism <laughs> yeah. and the blowjob, hey. <laughs> which uh, Bevy researched and he said, no, there is pictures on walls or something like that from ancient yeah. Egypt of, of fellatio being performed. Right. So we don't know if we can give them that. But then there's the Soissant Neuf, the 69, which they also uh, claim that they gave to us. So well, we're um, going to have to have to get the research team to, to yeah, back definitely to that. We, you know, but, get the research but, team on it. But I, I, I jest a bit. Um, a couple of the ones that I came up with that are legit. Um, the crepe, delicious. Yeah. Okay. okay. Palm, fr- palm frites, the French fry. Who right. doesn't love those? Yeah. Baguettes. If you haven't had a baguette in Paris, you have no idea. It's sure. the, the greatest piece of bread ever. Um, and outside of food, we want to get into some sports here. Um, there's Zizou, Zidane Zidane. Uh, Zinedine Zidane, um, former French national yep. team captain, uh, great, unbelievable players, now coaches. 
Um, not sure if he's actually coaching anybody. He's coached Real Madrid every once in a while. He's won everything he could as a soccer player and as a coach. So he's fantastic. And the player who many would say is the best uh, soccer player on earth right now, Kylian Mbappe, also from France. Uh, plays for PSG. Not very happy being there. Thoughts that he might buy his own contract out and become a free agent. So there's a couple of French exports that I got for you. What What are your thoughts on truffles? Truffles? The 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 chocolate or the uh, no or the, the one fungus? Gro- yeah, grown out of the ground in France. Like where uh, are we at with truffles? Apparently, that's like a major French delicacy, and I'm just not yeah. not there. Uh, I think I've had them on. Like yeah. some pizzas or something like that right. uh something like that i don't i don't right. know i like right. mushrooms but they don't have to cost a billion dollars just give me a mushroom sure okay. <laughs> i had a i had a few and i and i stuck okay. what do you got there kidley i stuck to people and 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 athletes so we'll start with a, a golfer jean vandeveld ah uh, yes i knew he was coming 99 british open absolutely one of the worst breaks in golf history Sends one over the burn, like 20 yards into the grandstands, kicks backwards on the other side of the burn, <laughs> and then continues to light himself on fire and have a nervous breakdown from there. Um, poor and then the burn starts to fill halfway through yeah. the whole thing, too. Yeah, right? we thought yeah. he was just going to dive in and drown himself, which, you know, so it's anyway, poor Jean. He could have been one of the great French exports, but uh, sadly, that didn't, uh, didn't pan out for Jean. Nope. Number one. French export, Andre the Giant. Ah, yes. There you go. Right? Yeah. I mean, if let's just call the, the basketball player the tall French kid from now on for, yeah. for simplistic sake. So if the tall French kid becomes LeBron James, then he might surpass Andre the Giant. Anything less yeah. of that, if, like if he's Tim Duncan, I don't think he surpasses Andre the Giant. I think he needs a, a LeBron James type trajectory. I don't think Andre the Giant has had the staying power as you think he might have, though. I don't think newer generations yeah. know anything about him. Like, I, yeah, it is. It is definitely like the stories of him um, drinking like crates and crates of wine and never getting drunk. Yeah. When when he went in to have a surgery, they were trying to figure out how much anesthetic they had to give him, and they're like, "How many beers would you drink to get drunk?" And he said, "Well, I drank 130 yesterday and didn't right. get buzzed." So yeah. they had no idea what to do so that they could operate on his back because his back was so bad. So yeah, Andre the Giant is a story and a half. Like yeah. it's interesting. I was also going to bring up Gerard Depardieu. I believe he yes. was voted <laughs> People Magazine's sexiest man of the year and like <laughs> at some point. And but then I did a little more research on him and he's done some really shitty things. Yes, uh, he has. Yeah, like, not a, not a good guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, sorry, Gerard. You're uh, you've been crossed <laughs> off. You've been you've been exiled back to Russia. So, poor Gerard. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move along. Uh, baseball. My Padres. Padres knock off the Dodgers uh, last yeah. night. Advanced to the NLCS. So we got yeah. San Diego Philly, which is kind of a cool NLCS, and it looks like uh, the Yankees are going to close out the the Cleveland baseball team and face the the Astros in the ALCS. So. You know, it's all all Padres from here on out. I'd love to see them get back to the back to the World Series and pull off a win somehow. Yeah, it's, it's it too bad. Yeah. As as my old man said to me today, he's like, just to yeah. see somebody new is all, right. all he wants. He's just yeah. tired of the same old, same old. So exactly, and it's you know too bad Bevy couldn't join us tonight, but he predicted the 
the Blue Jay season almost to a T. You know, like a roller yeah. coaster is just going to end badly, which it did. So, um, yeah, that's that's our baseball report. Again. Well, no, no, I, the, you I have more know, baseball. Yeah, more baseball for you here. Oh, um, today, all of a sudden, Ricky Henderson was all over Twitter oh, right. and and the Ricky Henderson quotes. So I have a couple of Ricky Henderson quotes. One I know you've heard already, and the oh, other one was actually one of my favorite ones. Um, for some reason, all I remember is Ricky Henderson sounding like Mr. T all the time whenever yeah. he said anything. He always talked about himself in the third person. Right. So apparently the first one, uh, this one isn't, uh, this is paraphrased for sure. Um, but apparently in seeing John Olerud, um a, a few years ago, um, he goes up to him, he goes, John, you and wearing that helmet on the field when you're fielding. It's not all that odd because I used to play with a guy in New York that was that, uh, that did that as well. To which John Olerud responded, yeah, Ricky, that was me. I was the first <laughs> baseman on the Mets. <laughs> and, and then the other one, it had to do with uh, a sign in the crowd that said John 316, the John 316 right. that you see all over the place. Yeah. And somebody said something to ricky henderson about it and he said why do i care that john's hitting 316 ricky hits 330 <laughs> <laughs> back to when stealing a basement meant something right yeah. it was such a simpler time what do you have like 128 stolen bases in a year or something it's like ridiculous amount. like that insane amount. Jeez. Yeah. I remember, yeah he would get on base and it would just the first time the pitcher didn't throw over he would just steal second yeah and then the maybe the second pitch to the plate once he was on second he was stealing third and he would just yeah. do that every single time like and it, and it was like automatic there was no yeah. stopping him from doing it when stealing bases and being a leadoff hitter meant something what a, yeah. what well, a and, and time it, we lived in and it, and I looked up Ricky Henderson. I'm sorry to digress once again into Ricky no, Henderson. No. Oh, I, I love the I, Ricky Henderson chatter. Trust me. I, oh, I wish I, I wish I still had it here. I had looked it up earlier. He played for the Oakland A's like four or five times. Like he would play. Right. He started his career for like four years, then went to the the Yankees, then came back to to the A's, then went to the Jays for like a pennant race. Yeah. And right. then back to the A's, and then left for two or three years to two or three different teams, then went back to the A's again. Like, he ended up having, like, 15, 20 stints with different teams at different times throughout his career. Like, couldn't stay in one spot, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting guy. Didn't he give, like, an all-time speech, too, when he broke the stolen base record? Like, pretty much well, yeah. patting himself Lou, on the back throughout the whole speech and whatnot as well? Lou, Lou Brock, you were right. the greatest. Now I yeah. am the greatest. <laughs> like, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, you might need a whole podcast on Ricky Henderson. Yeah, yeah definitely. One of the great like, characters in sports history. Yeah. Oh man! Speaking of our podcast, you know, I get the the analytics numbers by our podcast host sent to me once in a while, and you know, I don't know, like the German audience, we were polling at twelve percent in Germany. So I don't know, Schley, if you've got some some relatives in Germany who are boosting the numbers, or, or I, I, don't... I don't know where that's coming from, but you know, many people are calling us uh, the David Hasselhoff of podcasts. So there you I don't go. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure why, but yeah. they love us over there. Sure they do. Yeah. Um, you're talking a little bit about Kilter and Berlin Fest. So we got to, you know, play to our base here a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Kilter and Berlin Fest. Oh, uh, Kilter, one of the local breweries that I bring up quite regularly. I spend a lot of time down there. Um, yeah, they, they do these little festival-y type things throughout the year, and they always do one right around Oktoberfest, but they don't do it in the normal Oktoberfest later hosen way. 
they set it up as a um, 80s East Berlin disco. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so they got disco balls going. They got German techno music going. Um, last year, they did a little bit better job of having like German style beers this year they had a bunch of different beers but they weren't as much german style but they did have a um food at it and they had currywurst which is a big german thing they had um uh, shawarma which is another street food you get a lot in berlin um yep. and they had one one other one other thing and i forget what it was but it was another german style style dish so yeah just great and they had set up um they'd made a plywood that looked like the berlin wall a no way of it. really and you could and, yeah and you could go up to it and sign it so that it was graffitied like the whole huh. wall's been graffitied over the years so yep. my name's on it my daughter's name's on it and Good job, my of, culture. yeah it, it's great and so now it's a part of their um patio so you just yeah. walk up and it's still there so i, I took my daughter there this weekend um, and she had to go up and see where her name was and everything. Yeah, so re- really cool. They they do a lot of cool stuff around there. Are the youth of Winnipeg um, shorthanded without Oktoberfest being around anymore? Like, is that a is that something that you think the the youth will miss out on? Our days yeah. at Oktoberfest. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a. It, I don't know what what it had to do with Oktoberfest really. Like, it was right. at a convention center. It was a bunch of university kids just debauchery and all that kind of thing but it was it was definitely fun it got a little bit out of control i know around the time that we stopped going to it it started getting a little dangerous to go to it so uh yeah. it's probably it's, i think it's probably for the best it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> hey are you following uh are you, have you checked in on oj simpson's twitter twitter feed yet <laughs> no, i have not, I have not. <laughs> why the hell not <laughs> i don't know if i can support that I, I, I have some not. standards <laughs> Fair I'm enough. On Twitter for, I'm on Twitter for Ricky, not for OJ. <laughs> the Draymond Green Superman punch. On a oh. scale of 1 to 10 knockout punches that you've seen in in sports. Like, I... It was Anderson Silva-esque. Like, Wasn't that's it? the only person that I've seen throw a straight right and oh. put, a, uh, put somebody through a wall. Was, yeah, uh, what Anderson Silva could do with a straight right. Yeah, granted, was... Draymond probably outweighs Jordan Poole by about seventy pounds, and you know, I'm not sure he, he exactly saw it coming either. But that was something. But but the the accuracy and the power on that strike, like Oof. right that, on the fin. Yeah, when he when he goes to uh, to retire, he has to find one of the Paul brothers to fight because I think yeah. he'll kick the snot out of them. Yeah, yeah, that was that was impressive. But horrible all at the same time. Not condoning it by any means, but well, just like, wow. you know, we we wow. celebrate we celebrate Michael Jordan for doing the same to Steve Kerr in the last dance. So you know it's funny how we how we judge these things. But yeah, I hear you. Not not good. Not good by Draymond. Uh, Michael Jordan at least sounded somewhat remorseful. Maybe <laughs> I don't think Draymond is at all. <laughs> Give him twenty years. Yeah, maybe. Justin Fields. So a buddy of mine went down with another guy to. Opening opening weekend, they saw a Cubs game, and then Sunday they went and saw saw the Bears. So he's not a yeah. he wasn't an NFL fan, but now he is, and he's all in on the Bears. And I just haven't hard have the heart to tell him about the truth about Justin Fields socially. Can you spit some truths about Justin Fields from for our friend? Just let him down easy if you well, want, to, or you know. Well, I don't know. I I think I don't know if it's Justin Fields. I think it's the Bears in in general. Um, they can't nurture a quarterback. They can't do anything with it. Justin Fields does not look good, though. He doesn't look like it. No. It shocks you when, like, his last year at Ohio State, didn't he have like sixty-three touchdown passes? 
I know yeah. he has like an <laughs> unbelievable receiving core and everything like that. But yeah, he does not look the part. Um, it doesn't look like the Bears have any thoughts of actually trying to develop him either, which wow. is the sadder part of the whole thing. Yeah, like and, they, and, and why are you hiring Eberflus as your head coach? Yeah. Like, again, you have a rookie, or a, not a rookie quarterback, a young quarterback who needs development. Yeah. And you go and hire a defensive coordinator who really has no resume either to be a head coach. I mean, yeah. the Bears have this knack of hiring these nondescript head coaches i mean eberflus yeah. look like looks like he's middle management at hertz rental car or something mm-hmm. like the guy has no resume at all so they're, they're doing him like we did sam darnold which i still just i it actually makes me angry what we did to sam darnold because i still think he should have been good and we, we we broke him and the bears are on their way to breaking justin Fields. so yeah yeah he's gonna be uh he's gonna be um what's his face there uh hill and in, in in um in new orleans soon just right. coming in to to run the uh, short yardage package and yeah. uh wishbone yeah. weird shit. yeah yeah we need succession back on don't we we do need succession back on it's uh yeah. one of the one of the great uh um things you you've sent me off to watch yeah so 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 good I think the new season comes out in a, a month or so, but I, uh, now this time of year, you're when you're dying for something else to tune into, just yeah. can't wait for succession. Yep, such a good show. It, oh yeah, let's end with uh, with a new, I guess somewhat new brewing company out of Brandon Blackwheat Brewing, and the question I have is is Blackwheat becoming becoming the maybe a Sir podcast house beer? That's what I want to know. Well, I know, I know you like it. I I, I really enjoy them. There's been a few breweries that have kind of popped up in, in Winnipeg the last little bit and try a few of their beers and kind of go, eh, I'm, I'm kind of out on that. Um, Black Wheats, the first couple they had, I was just like, yeah, whatever. But now they've uh, started coming out with some uh, IPAs, some New England IPAs, a couple different things like that. And yeah, I've I've been pleasantly surprised with what they've uh, evolved into. So yeah, they. I don't know if they're going to take Kilter spot, but hey. Full, full transparency. I'm shipping on a check or sipping on a Czech reality right now. Oh yes, yeah, that's good. I like the Czech yeah. reality. But yeah, the yeah. New England IPA is good. Um, yeah, so good stuff by them. Definitely. Schlee, as always, a lot of fun. Awesome stuff tonight. Um, look forward to the week of football, and uh, we'll catch up in a week or two. Always a blast, Kidley. We got your uh, former boy Russ coming to town next weekend. So. Oh. Take care of Russ for me, will you? Oh, I'm, we, we plan on it. He's going to get lost in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Later, sleep. Talk to you later, kid. <laughs>